Hello everyone, welcome to one more podcast of the Athletic School. Today our uh, our episode is going to be a little different. Gustavo, how could you explain to us what is going to oh, how it's going to be? <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, so we have uh, different representatives from each team uh, in Lord University, and most of the athletes in here are from the fall semester, and they're going to talk a little bit about their experience through this year. Some of their graduation, one of them is in, their, in his master, and they're gonna talk about what they learned through the, this year and the lessons that, that they learned through the process. Do you wanna start introducing them? <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, uh, so, yeah, we have Enrique here, you're doing your masters? Yeah, I'm right? doing my masters right now. You play volleyball? Yeah, I play right? volleyball. Okay. Uh, however, we play on spring. So I guess you are in the wrong yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, um, Michaela, you also play volleyball. You yeah. just finished your season. Yeah, we just finished our season last week. All right, how was it? Uh, it was good. We had our rough spots, and it didn't end how we wanted, but it was a good experience overall of the season. Good, good. And uh, we also have two runners here. Aliyah and Ilya for, for cross country, right? Yeah. Uh, how was your season, guys? It was a good season. It's just a long one, so I think things are getting a little rough towards the end as people start dying out. It was a good start for sure. Right. I saw you broke some records, is that right? Yep, that was cool. in the beginning of the season. Oh, nice, cool. What about you, Aliyah? Was yeah. a good season for you as well? Yeah, which conference went a little better, but... Right, and you are a freshman? Yep. Right, which year are you? I'm a sophomore. Okay, so... Nice. And Emily, soccer as well. You guys did pretty good, right? Yeah, it was a good season. It was our first ever time having a record above 500. So that was a huge accomplishment. There was a lot of records broken individually and as a team. It didn't end the way we wanted for sure, but right. um, it was a very good season. Right. And are you a senior? Junior. Junior. Oh, so you still have one more year. You guys were like undefeated for a while, right? Yeah, we were undefeated. I think for like half the season yeah. and it was like seven ties and it was crazy yeah i remember that one day you guys were gonna ask me it was a final yeah. and they were like number seven or something yeah they were ranked they were like, i think they were ranked 12th in the country yeah. and that was that was a huge outcome we needed for the season to keep the momentum going and to tie a team like that yeah. was a really big deal it was crazy because they always went to overtime and we always play after them <laughs> and like uh, we just you know expecting them to score the goal so we couldn't play you know i remember one game was away and then um i think you guys went to overtime and then it started raining like a thunder and everything so then the game was canceled was postponed for like one hour later and then we're supposed to be home by seven the game was starting at seven just because they didn't score, you know? I think I, think I was watching because you guys were playing next, right? Yeah, and, and then yeah. we were playing in one place and then we went to another place because the first yes, field didn't have a light. Uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we would like to talk about some of the lessons that you guys had, like, throughout the season. Um, Enrique, because you are in the wrong place, so I want you to talk about... Um, how how is the off season for you? Some of the lessons and like uh, how are you preparing yourself for for your season? Uh, it's when does it start? Like uh, January uh, or something? January, yeah. Cool. So I what? Was some if, of I them? Could, if I could instead of saying I talk about the two seasons, can I talk about last season? Of course. Yeah. yeah. That I, I learned there. Yeah. Please. So last season uh, for me was kind of different. So I for some 
reasons is my personal reasons of coaching. I ended up not playing the whole time. I started playing a lot, having a lot of uh, playing time. But then during the season, I went to the bench and uh, in the beginning for me it was kind of weird and it was some years ago I would be like mad and stop trying to, to practice like better and better. So I don't know why, I think it was just like because I was kind of like mature. I tried to just keep doing my job and, and practicing and trying hard even though I was not playing because then I realized that I would help uh, my teammates just by kind of like leading by example and ended up working pretty well because at the end on the I think it was conference semi-finals I restarted playing and on conference finals I played again and so so it was, it was kind of crazy so I learned that even though like sometimes things are not working for me I just need to keep working hard and it will naturally restart working out. So that was like the biggest lesson that, like, that I learned last year. And I'll definitely try to put it into practice on like my life and like work and maybe next season as well. So, so yeah, that was the biggest lesson that I learned last year. And especially we always say that we need to be patient. We need yeah. to be patient to wait for results and stuff. And then you, you were in the bench for what, a month? or two yeah. and like a month in your, in your life and you are already give, giving up like it cannot happen but like if it happened with me maybe I would stop as well and it's pretty hard to have this mindset be patient and waiting for the results for the opportunity to come yeah, yeah because like something that I say that here like we, we only do two things pretty much here we study and then we go to practice. So if you if like and studying is not it's not really fun. So you don't you <laughs> really <laughs> come on. You don't no, think it's fun? No. Accounting and no. stuff. And then um, okay, so like you go to class in the morning or whatever, and then you go to practice. And practice is not good. You're not doing well. So like like seventy percent of your day is just like upsetting. Mm -hmm. So that that's pretty tough if you're not having a good time on your sports. You you your days are. Are like kind of like negative, right? So, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, really good. Um, so the other day I was talking to Ilya about uh, inviting some of the girls from from the track team as well, and and I asked him like, oh, do you think that there is anyone there that you know would be good to talk with us? And then he said, well, <laughs> it, it depends, you know, like some some people just don't care anymore and like. Uh, but I can bring some some girls that they care about, and you, he mentioned about you, Aliyah. Um, so for you guys, you guys are not done yet, right? But like, uh, what what can you guys take from from the season already? Like, what are some of the lessons that you learned, especially you as a freshman? What are some of the lessons that you learned, like already, that you're gonna take for to your next season? Yeah, just trying to balance school and practice is a lot coming right. from high school, so having good study time and time management and learning how to go from dorm to school to actually dorm to eat to practice mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's crazy you get you you had some good results as well right yeah so i mean i think uh, <laughs> you're doing a pretty good job managing time and stuff like what Enrique mentioned about just doing those two things and at least doing good and what what about you really? um i realized that it's in the process I typically do not train in the summer. And this past summer was the first time I've actually done mm -hmm. heavy workout on point like I was supposed to. 
And then this season, I did not get the results I wanted. But instead of having a bad attitude about that, I realized that it's a process. And it's not going to be quick results because it'll be something like Oh no, I I like that. I, it, what do you really expected from the season? Because looking from the outside, um, when I saw it, like the news and the school portal and stuff, like you broke records and stuff like that. So like uh, for us, it looks good. So what else you you think you were missing? Um, like what was I going for? Yeah. I was trying to get a certain time because that's the time we know like that we're playing these nationals. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to make 27 for sure. I think it's like 27.07, I fell a little short, but then I came nowhere near playing the Nationals. Uh-huh. I wanted to be at least a little close. I see. Okay. How, how did you work last year to classify to Nationals? Um, it's by placement. So the first team goes, and then the top six individuals after that. And do you guys compete as a team as well, or is it just individual? Both. Both? So okay. I can make Nationals by myself, or our team can qualify if we place in the top one, or And how does it work practice with you guys? It's like, uh, uh, like you guys do lifting. Do you guys? Because like, uh, like to be honest, like we see, oh, it's cross country, you know, they just run. But like I know it's not just like that. So how, how uh, a, a daily a daily life of you guys work? Like what do you guys do for practice and stuff? Um, 90% of it is definitely running. Right. But we do lift, but it kind of tapers off with no lifting towards the end because as needs come, you don't want to be sore. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of running, usually every other day is an easy day or recovery day, and then an interval day. But usually it's just going back and forth to that, and then a long run on the weekend. It's a real endurance. I see. And Aliyah, for you, that you came from high school, you're just a freshman. Did you notice any difference that you kind of need to deal with that is like from different from high school and yeah, college, you know? Yeah, a lot more running than I used to. Really? Yeah, like I worked up to a 50 mile week eventually and I'm used to like 25 or 30 miles a week. So that was a lot. And I never lifted before coming here too much. Really? So I was kind of used to it. And core, I'm not a big fan of core. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think uh, no one really like it, right? <laughs> and Makayla, you mentioned that like this season could be a little better and what do you think you guys missed and you guys could improve like not you because you're a yeah. senior but <laughs> like what can you tell like the freshmen the sophomores that are staying here that they should work on to like to kind of have yeah. the results that they want to so for next year and it's hard because like we had a lot of new girls coming in this year so that just like changes the dynamic of the team we have a lot of new people coming in And so I think this year, like one of our biggest things was communication. I think some of the freshmen might have been uh, hesitant to just like be um, aggressive and go after the ball. So I think that's one of the biggest thing is just communicating. And then um, just, and we did work hard at practice, but just working hard at practice and like taking everything seriously because that like goes over into games, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you're not, if you're not working hard at practice, it's not going to show in games. Yeah, I think I think it's important for a team, like you said, um, like for the freshmen, it's nice to have like a good communication right at the beginning and know like what's the main goal, because that's gonna lead everyone to, to work as hard as like everyone else, and then they just go they go for like the same objective, and it it it, it keeps people like on the right track because usually when it's like a long season like a whole semester. You start really well, you start like working hard, and then 
once you get like a bad result or something, you kind of like mind off and mm-hmm. you just let it go. Then it, it, it's good like to have a clear objective in the beginning to keep like to build a good, a good culture. And yeah, like, and like kind of going off what you said earlier about like it was like you weren't playing whatever and I think some people it kind of gets in their head like you can say like don't worry about like if other people are playing like you just have to focus on yourself and I know it's kind of hard to like if you're not the one playing or like if you're the one sitting on the bench to like have a positive attitude about it but I think that's like the biggest thing is having a positive attitude and cheering on your teammates and like he said like he's still working hard um, in practices even though he wasn't playing and then like his time came and he got to play and stuff so I think and especially for freshmen too because not every freshman gets to start off playing because there are other girls that have more experience and stuff but just working hard in practice and getting that experience so you can play in the next year or whatever I think that's the biggest thing is like being positive even if you're not playing and working hard like if you're a bench player and you're working hard you make your starter like work harder because yeah. otherwise you're gonna take his spot yeah. and he doesn't want you so like kind of overall you help the team like because yeah, you're pushing, making the level like yeah go pushing up. your teammates to be better in practice and uh emily when we talk about soccer we also talk about you know team sports and even more people so i think uh, communication is a big part of our, our sport uh how was the communication for you guys was a challenge it was good could be better i think there's always challenges to it um like I like list watching your guys' game. You guys are continuously say everything. You help each other every little thing. And girls don't tend to be that vocal. Right. And I think at times it was a struggle. And then like we finally put a focus on okay, here are two communications you can say man on or turn on the ball. Like those are our two big focuses. As a little kid as that sounds. Um, and it helped, like everyone started using it and it helped our teammates and I think that was that little realization of those little communications can help everyone overall do better and there's times like the, ga- the game's silent, there's no one talking but realistically it's taking advantage of your teammates and the people on the bench, you don't have to be on the field to communicate and right. I don't think people always realize that is there's, they see the sideline as the cheerleaders but you're also, you're watching the game from a different point of view. And so you're able to be like, hey, do this instead of this. But I don't think we always realize that. But it did improve a lot. That was one issue we had last year. And there was a huge improvement on communication. You, you mentioned that you guys had some really good results mm-hmm. that um, I wouldn't say that you guys didn't expect. But like, uh, what are some of the key factors that you believe that made you guys do so good? This year, 100% was the culture of our team. Last year with COVID, because we had a split season, so we played in the fall and then we played a full season in the spring too. And so it was a year round, basically no break. And by the end of the spring, it was, there was a lot of people who were burnt out and didn't want to be there. And it's completely understandable, but it hurts the team overall. And so this year, I think we came into it with communication with the coaches and the captains and most of the people knowing each other already. We only brought in five freshmen and we only lost, I think, four or five seniors last year. So there wasn't a huge difference in the team. And it definitely helped to create a better culture. We started out preseason having fun and we read like a mentality book and it just brought us together in a different way than it did before. And there was less focus on 
punishment for fitness or something yeah. like that and it was just building our team mm-hmm. and enjoying it and we came up with like our um what do you call them? like little processes we do like every game mm-hmm. every practice or whatever we stuck to those the whole season and i think it helped everyone stay a little bit more motivated mm-hmm. and so it was a culture more than anything yeah you mentioned about reading a book mm-hmm. uh i heard some people complaining about that uh, what what is your opinion and also for you guys like what if your coach gives a book to you guys to to read um and as an assignment like something that you don't yeah. expect but was it, was it like a coach assignment yeah so we did one we did one in the spring and then we did one this fall and i i personally am not a fan of it but i think it gets people thinking about the ideas that we need to be thinking about i don't think doing it as an is necessarily a good thing but everyone would discuss it and talk about the topics and it really was like I don't even I don't remember the fall one much but the spring one I remember was like about getting people on your bus and your bus is like your positivity mm-hmm. and how you don't want to let people on your bus if they're negative and stuff like that and so it's just like cheesy but it's the right ideas to get yeah. people thinking about and to get make us read it in preseason when there's other focuses <laughs> yeah do, do you think it's do you think like it's for the team to make like team activity? Do you think that that like reflects on the pitch? The pitch? Yeah. Like on the pitch. Yeah. I th- yeah I think it helps build chemistry more than anything. But like a book also is an individual thing. Like if we're gonna do team stuff, do a team activity or something. Yeah. yeah but yeah, I think chemistry is a huge thing because you have to be like at least tolerable people off the off the field in order to be a good team on the field yeah um do you guys have uh some teams activities right like for track do you guys had anything um what do you guys do and do you guys like it is something that you guys think you should do more should do less what do you think about it um well i know that they went to the coach's boys house in the summertime i didn't go because i was camping but all the girls like <laughs> loved it uh-huh. they talked about that all the time Right. Cool. What about you, Elise? Um, do you like it? Do you think it helps? I definitely think it helps. I think we don't do it enough. We have to do it more. That'll definitely help. For instance, we have a Thanksgiving thing for Thanksgiving dinner we're doing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Both track team and cross country team are getting together. I think that's gonna help a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, like a week ago, that still happens. We had a pasta night at one of our teammates' house. I'll just stay and play games afterwards. I think that's definitely something we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Michaela, did you guys have anything like that? Um, this year. Uh, Besides the part that Google <laughs> invites <laughs> everyone to. <laughs> we well, when we went to Chicago for volleyball, we did like we went out bowling and stuff. But I kind of think I wish we would have done something like before that because that's kind of like in a volleyball setting, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like I think outside of volleyball, like being able to do like team activities would have helped our chemistry a lot more especially with the new girls coming in like we didn't really know them or anything so like those team activities definitely would have helped like before and then i think like in volleyball you just are around each other all the time and so then like once the season goes on it's like how much more do you want time to spend outside of volleyball with everyone 
So I think if we would have just said some, did something like preseason a little bit more than just once we were already started uh, games. I think you guys do something, right? You yeah. guys like it? Yeah, when we travel, like sometimes we go to go-karts, like driving uh -huh. carts. We go like play games in the machines. I don't know how it's called. Yeah, Living Busters. Yeah. But, like <laughs> then we we already like she said we already like together. Yeah. yeah. Like, traveling, so that's fine. Because I was gonna say I don't I don't really like it. And then when you go to play these games or go kart or whatever the team, it's a huge competition and it's uh -huh. stressing yeah. out. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> Give your yeah. lives to yeah. beat <laughs> like your teammates, and, <laughs> and you live more stress out than <laughs> relax. Yeah. But no. yeah, I mean, we, in soccer we don't do that too much, like. Uh, But I, I 40 think people. Yeah, that's. I think that's one of the reasons. Uh, I don't think I would like neither. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes it's important, you know, because we have so many guys. And then um, in our team didn't really happen. But like I heard that uh, last years, like uh, they had some stuff that, like um, I don't know, like the the guys from Europe were in one side, you know, the guys from South America were in one side. So like. Uh, um, Maybe once in a while, you know, I think that yeah. that would be good. I think, I think it's good. like to, to have like a middle ground be, between like being close enough to give like a feedback. Yeah. Like being close enough to, to make sure you're comfortable saying, yo, we did this thing wrong. Yeah. Because this is like what, what, what a team is supposed to do. But at the same time, like you don't need to be friends. You don't need to yeah. know exactly what's going on in, like, in people's lives. Yeah. You know, it's just like being like between being comfortable to and also because we're talking about different people you know so yeah. like uh, some people like to know about what Google has going on in his life you know and some people just don't you know mm -hmm. so I think that's that's important for like uh, to the captain to the coach to figure out and, and say okay that guy he doesn't like to talk about it you know so about his life so like uh, stop asking him <laughs> about that <laughs> you know so like let's just talk about volleyball with him or something like that um but think, yeah go ahead i think everything like goes kind of like the beginning of the process is very important kind of the leaderships like if it's a captain a coach or yeah. whoever is in that position if they make the people buy in it doesn't matter if it's gonna be a book if it's gonna be a dinner if it's gonna be a game everyone is gonna like kind of go because they want to because they want to stay together and help the team not just yeah. because they like the other person and i don't know how you guys feel about that but like how do you guys feel motivated by a leader like what motivates you guys because for me it's more it's a lot by example But also, I feel the expertise in like what the coaches are doing and the level of the athletes is really important. Like to keep the level up, to keep the practice good. I don't know what motivates you guys like to go to practice every day and like give more. Yeah, I'm more. I'm more motivated for myself at this point. Like with where I'm at in soccer, I'm nearing the end of my career and I'm playing the game because I still love it. And there's only with. Where, what level we're at, there's only so much you can learn. But it's also, how can I make myself better? How can I make myself more healthy? And how can I enjoy it? Because I do have one more year left, and so am I gonna keep loving that game all the way to the end? Or am I gonna be miserable, being too worried about other things and not enjoying it, not playing good, when I can just make the most of it for this last bit, where like maybe as a freshman, you have a little bit more motivation 
stronger teammates or coaches per se, but I personally just know myself. And do you think like kind of is part of enjoying the process that you said, enjoying what you do, kind of overcome the, the harder days when you are, when it's harder to lift, it's harder to go to the, to the field because, I don't know, you're not feeling so well, something happened. Yeah, I think like for me, the process has been a lot of up and down since high school to now. And my first two years here, it was kind of just going through the motions. And last year I started to get more playing time and I was doing better and in better shape. And this year, like I finally accomplished that and I was a starter. And so I have that there, but I'm also not gonna take advantage of it, just expect it to be there. And I'm injured now, so that changes, but during the season, it was, I don't know how to say it actually, I'm nervous. Here's someone else say something for a second. I think that's like a big thing is finding motivation like within yourself because I feel like everyone has like a love-hate relationship mm -hmm. with their sport. Like, of course you love it, but there are just going to be those days where you don't like really want to go to practice or like are dreading a workout yeah. or whatever. You kind of have to find that in yourself, like, especially for me this year, because I was a senior, um, just, like, realizing, like, I have the opportunity to play in college. Like, I was fortunate enough to get the opportunity, and, like, sometimes I think we forget that, and, like, so just, like, remembering that, like, we have the opportunity to play in college, and, like, we're playing the sport that we love, and, like, not taking advantage of it, because it's gonna be gone which now my season yeah. is so like it's kind of catching up with me now and like I'll never play not that I'll never play volleyball again but like in this type of environment like college sports so I think just appreciating like and being fortunate for having that playing time and like being able to play in games or in practice which is sometimes like you forget but you just kind of have to remind yourself of that um when when we were talking the other day um, you mentioned about the difference between the freshmen like Aliyah and the sophomore. Uh, Aliyah, for you that you are coming as a freshman right now, what do you think uh, will help you to keep motivated for, for like next season? Because you already accomplished some good stuff, right? So like how to keep motivated? And also for you, Aliyah, like you, you did good, but you still want to do like uh, better. So like uh, how to not give up? How to, how to keep going? girl side at least it's very individual and very groupy I guess mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard to motivate yourself that way when you're just running by yourself or just training by yourself like mm -hmm. all the time and I think that next year there'll be more girls hopefully we have a more um, better connected team mm -hmm. on the girl side so hopefully we just feed off us with our energy and stuff yeah cool and what about you um, I feel like the, the motivation goal setting is really important because so especially running like most other things it's like a punishment but it sucks when you don't have a goal and you're just aimlessly running and running and running yeah but i think that's when you trust the process and then say you're having a bad day you can remember okay i want to hit this high i want to make nationals so it's all going to build this building block after building block day to day down. Mm -hmm. yeah. and when, when you don't achieve that that goal that you that you want to achieve like uh, um you said that you didn't achieve some of the goals that you had. But like, what's going on in your mind right now? Like, uh, what what keeps you motivated to get next, like for spring and for the summer and keep working so next year you can achieve them? Um, 
They seem pretty positive about things I feel like, but I was upset to tell it ten minutes afterwards. <laughs> but then I come to realize that I still improved this season. Right. It's not like I went backwards or just just maintained the same level mm-hmm. that I was at. So I just see that I move forward still. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not gonna be as much this time, but who knows, maybe next season will be much better. I could be wrong, but I feel that for you guys it's way harder because like volleyball, if I'm not a hundred percent I'm eighty-five, people might not notice because I'm still there doing what what needs to be done. But for you guys it's gonna show in the time, like later. Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty hard if you're not doing a hundred percent, it's gonna show later. And it's pretty hard to keep that the consistent that discipline of always doing a good job and not getting frustrating from that if you don't achieve it. And it's useful us also if you're not if you're not doing really well, give us extra help. Yeah. You know, it always happens. So mm-hmm. we need to give you sports. I used to play tennis and then my biggest problem was just I just get mad and then I would, <laughs> I would just stop playing. Like it was just so so bad. And then I would smash the racket and stuff. <laughs> and um so yeah, that's why then when I started playing volleyball, I got better and just too smart. Now I, I hardly ever get mad. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. actually something I relate to a little bit. It's like having that re- the correct mindset and the mentality for your own, like your own self, but then your teammates too. Because I think some people fail to realize how much you have to look at your teammates and you, like what you do affects your entire team. Oh yeah. And like I'm not the greatest at communication, and so like. For me and my coaches, that was the biggest goal for me this semester was the figure season, was figuring out how I can communicate better because I'm very vocal, I just don't say things in the right way. And it was finding the ways to be like, okay, I'm really mad right now, how can I just deal with it inside, take a deep breath, something like that, reset and forget it because I would literally catch myself playing awful and then I'd be like, wow, like that's that's really bad like what do I need to do to fix it and so that was one of my focuses this year was fixing my anger yeah no and I, I like what you said about affecting the other teammates because like uh, um, in soccer we had that all the time you know and you don't need to be the captain to affect the other ones like uh, um, you know you see like uh, in the entire world in sports like people get mad because they don't play and the way that they react you know so like uh, we we had guys in our team that like uh, sometimes they get mad and um, I don't know they do something and then for some reason they end up playing you know so like uh, well now next the other guy is gonna get mad and he's gonna do something even worse so he thinks he's gonna play you know um, so like uh, I think uh, you don't need to be a, a leader to lead by example you know you can just just do everything like uh, um, for yourself, and then hopefully you're gonna affect the other ones like in a in a good way as well. And um, the the reel that you shared with the coach Lewis that yeah. had a podcast with us as well, he said, "Oh, you work hard, you do a hundred percent, you do everything for yourself to get better. You might in a team sports, you might help your team a little bit, but like if you do everything good for you and also try to improve your team overall, helping your teammates, you are actually." trying to achieve something bigger and I think for team sports that's yeah. kind of I saw another video from him talking about that because he was saying like it uh, doesn't matter if you are working hard harder than everyone uh, but people around you they are not doing anything you know it's just you like uh, but like in a football team in a soccer team like uh, doesn't matter if I am practicing extra and if the other guys are not well 
like for me as a goalkeeper like uh, i'm gonna save the balls there but nobody's gonna score and like it doesn't doesn't help you know doesn't take us anywhere but yeah no i i like that and about team, not only about team sports but like even you guys you know like uh, it's a way for you to go to the nationals maybe and take a, a lord's university you know not just not just you not just just you um but another thing that i want to talk about is um some failures that you guys had like in the season like something that happened that you you got mad that you you were angry um and how you you deal with um do, do you have anything from from last season i mean you already mentioned but like uh, yeah but like uh, anything else like something small maybe that i don't know a game that you didn't play well and how you how you deal with that um so on the other seasons uh what i like my profile would be i would like not work hard at all and i would still play because i don't know like back home, that, that back home that's how it works a lot from brazil um you, you practice a lot of like the technical part and then like the physical part doesn't really matter so when i got here um like lifting at 7 a.m for me was really bad and i didn't care and i took i took it like that doing like working hard not working on like 50 percent that i could i did it for like three years and then last year i realized that i was just wasting my time going to the gym and not working hard because i needed to be there it was not my choice so i needed to be there for one hour and then if i'm not working hard i'm just wasting one hour of my day and then i started working i started especially working out uh better and that's something that's something that Uh, reflected at the end of the season so i realized that not working hard not doing my best i just i was slowly leading me to failure and i don't know what i don't know why i like decided to change but that's something that's something that had uh, there's nothing really happened for me to think oh no hold on i need to change that It was just natural right i, why. I mean that that's good but like uh, the mindset is like uh, It takes effort for you to to work hard or yeah. to just work, you know. And like, uh, well, if I'm, let me just work hard. Then you know, I'm already here, 7 a.m. Yeah. So why should I not just work hard, you know, and yeah. get better? It took me three years to realize that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I did it somehow. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like exactly how mine was. Like I was literally just here. Uh -huh. I enjoyed it. Like freshman year, I, I was cleared a week before season started from an injury, so I was just here. I wasn't in shape. Then sophomore year, I came off an injury.
goals for it and so I definitely regret not putting more effort into training and stuff like that like my injury before freshman year I had surgery and I wasn't allowed to play soccer for six months until a week before preseason and so that was basically my excuse was like oh I can't play like there's nothing I could have done I could have spent the last three months running or biking something else like a different form of it and I didn't like I didn't put that extra effort in and so I definitely saw how it affected me but now like I'm in the best shape I've ever been in I think and I passed all my fitness tests and I got a starting spot like I I see the difference of yeah. what the effort is yeah yeah I like because I asked the regret part because I don't really regret like not working hard because I think it's not my fault it's just like the circumstances and just like Ellie said it's a process yeah yeah you know so and it was an adjustment for you too if that's uh-huh. not something you were used to where like yeah. I've, I've, I've soccer's the same pretty much in my opinion like the training level and stuff mm-hmm. but you weren't used to that so that's yeah. way more understandable uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. no, that's, yeah I know I I agree with you like it's it's about the process you know and like you gotta learn some stuff you know and like we don't we weren't born and we knew everything you know so like uh, it's about making mistakes and and learn you know and like thank god you don't regret you know some people would regret and would regret bad but I mean that's that's awesome because like uh, if you can let that go you know and leave that behind that's you know that's a game for you you know because yeah. like uh, maybe I will be better like physically and technically, but I think I improved a lot mentally. With like, mm-hmm. like the part of like the problems I had, of like yeah. not playing as much gear and stuff. And it it's something that if if I were playing the whole time, everything was perfect, I wouldn't have struggled or I wouldn't have learned about it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't regret it. Right. I got some knowledge from it. What about you, Mateo? Did you have anything like during the season that was an obstacle for you that? Like, uh, not only for you, but, like, for the team as well, and how you guys overcame that. Well, specifically for me, I got, I was injured for, like, not that, not that long. It was only a couple weeks, but then it was, like, as soon as I came back from the injury, and then I ended up getting COVID, and then there was this whole issue with what was going on, and so it wasn't for, like, a month. Like, I was out of volleyball for a month. And that was, we had went to Chicago and I had come back and got COVID from Chicago. So that was the very beginning, our first tournament of the season. So like a whole month of our season, I was out. And like, I think sometimes like when you're practicing, you're like, oh, like I just wish like I could like sit out this one practice. Like it's hard, but then when you're actually sitting out, you're like, I want nothing more than to just play. Like it sucks just sitting out like on the sideline, even if it's like practice. I mean, especially during a game, because everyone wants to play during a game. But even like practice, like you don't realize how much you want to practice until you're not practicing. And so I think that was the biggest thing. The, I guess my obstacle was um, when I was sick and then um, like kind of when I was injured and I've been injured in past seasons and that's the worst part is just not being able to play. And so I kind of, you know, I mean, I took care of like what I had to, like it was frustrating, but I knew like it, it just it is what it is like I had to get these tests done or whatever when I had COVID so then I just came back and I worked even harder because I you know being out for a month like that gives a like play like other players like a lot of time to take your spot or work harder yeah. than you when you're sitting on the side doing nothing because yeah. you can't you're not supposed to be doing physical activity or whatever and so I think it just made me come back and work harder 
so I could um, get my position back and just show the coaches that I deserve to be playing. Did this like this time out of the court like kind of reflect in your personal life? Did you feel like upset or something? Or reflect on? Like when you were out like this time, you were frustrated and did it reflect it outside of the court in your personal life as well? Um, I think I... I think, well, there are, I feel like, things I could have done, probably. I mean, I wasn't really supposed to be doing that much physical activity, but I probably could have been doing more. And, like, I when I had COVID, like, it wasn't... Luckily, I didn't have any, like, super, like, bad sim symptoms. I only was really sick for, like, first two days. So I probably could have been doing something. I was just, like, sitting, just sitting in my room, because you can't go anywhere else. Like, just sitting in my room in quarantine for, like, two weeks or ten days or whatever it was. And then I came back and didn't do as much, but um, I don't know. I was just kind of like, it was just, I want to say like sad, but like, I think it did affect like outside, like, I, I guess I was just sad that I wasn't like able to play and like, especially knowing that it was my senior year and it's like, I'm missing out on half my senior year. Like this is my final year to play. And so I think that was just like a struggle to like realize that I'm just missing out. I, that's what I felt like. I felt like I was just like missing out on like half my season. So I think when I returned, I just tried to make the best of what I had left of the season. Nice. Cool. And what about you, Nick? Did you have any obstacles throughout the season? Um, I don't call it like a mental barrier. Uh -huh. I was looking back since I was freshman and sophomore year of drumming for both track and cross country, and I noticed that freshman year I was super confident because. I did not know what my competition was at, at all since I was in college now. So every meet, it was just, I was within my own mind and just going for it. And then coming into this year, I know what these kids can run, who can do what, where it'll be in the race. Yeah. I kind of placed myself like where I should be behind these people or ahead of them. Mm -hmm. I think just not being confident in myself and my training was my biggest problem. No, I, I with you like the same thing happened to me in soccer all the time you know like as a goalkeeper it's just one that plays and usually the coach doesn't change too much so like uh, when I came um, I thought I was the best I didn't play at all you know but even being on the bench like uh, knowing my potential like uh, it's totally a mental thing you know for you to just keep working or like okay I think I am better than them but I'm still not playing you know so like uh, where which which uh, path do you take you know like am I better than them or or it's just like a, a time that I'm not playing you know and you know so like uh, should I keep working or should I just stop because clearly it's not working if I if I keep practicing hard you know and you kind of start like doubting yourself like yeah. Am I like, am I not good at volleyball or something? Yeah. It's weird, man. Yeah, you, it's not like yeah. everything you did. You, you think you are the best and then, you know, you are not, but you are also not the worst, you know. I think it was really important for me to, to like, uh, I think last season made me play this season right okay, now, okay, yeah. you know, because 
um, I had a chance to kind of give up, you know, and have an attitude about it, but I didn't have my attitude was actually just working harder and harder and harder. And for things outside the sports that happened like with eligibility and stuff made me play for the first game, you know, and then I, I played the rest of the season. So like, uh, uh, I think it was kind of like a preparation for me to, to to let me play this this season right now. Yeah, we, did, we didn't ask you that you had any failures. Like oh yeah, failures. Uh, I think the biggest failure for me was nationals, like the games, like because uh, sometimes I feel that, especially in here, we kind of accept no winning, and I didn't have that in Brazil at all. You, even though we know the other team is better, you used to try to find a way, a different way, or like. Do something different that's gonna make us win, and then losing like it was the group stage of nationals. Uh, it was a good team, a better team than ours, but I just felt that we were overall like kind of accepting that they were better during the game and kind of like letting it go, um, and that for me was a failure because. I couldn't do anything to change during the game. I couldn't do anything to help my teammates overall. And in the end of the game, I had some mistakes that I usually don't commit and were very important for the outcome of the game. And so I think it's a failure because I didn't see, I was a leader at the team and I didn't see that we were behaving that way. But now I notice and I try to change every day so it doesn't happen again. And also the failure was like how I, I let myself Get affected by that yeah. and letting that affect my performance in the game and that's really bad and it's something that i that i learned about it and i try to fix like it's pre-season but like i'm trying trying to talk to the freshmen to the coaches so we don't have this kind of problem in the beginning of the next season right. and to make sure that it doesn't happen nationals yeah like yeah. and that's but, I think that's the biggest failure for me and also the most important lesson as well. Yeah, no, and I think that's the key for us because like uh, sports in Brazil, like we don't have college sports, you know, and like besides US, I don't, I don't know where else they have, but like uh, uh, if you don't win the game, you probably don't have anything to eat, you know what I'm saying? So like uh, it's about winning, it's you professional. know? Yeah, so like in here it's a little bit different. Everyone wants to win, but like... Uh, yeah, for me, it, something was weird. It was like in the beginning of the game, they say, yo, let's have fun. Like, we never I say hate that. that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand it. I understand the, the point of it, but you're playing a sport to win. That's the whole point yeah, we're yeah. here. Uh-huh. And, like, I used to play this, I used to play against Giga uh, all the time back home. And uh, his team would be like so much hype, they would go crazy. Like, we, 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 didn't, we didn't know each other, we just like started being friends here. But it was so hard to play against them because they, they were pretty good technically, but it was just like the mindset we would go and it would, sometimes you, would, you don't know what to do because they're like, they, they're, they want to win so, so bad. And, like, just let them win. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like that. 
ended up like you never beat me playing against me but it, even so you were always trying so hard that's great the other day i was watching two and a half men uh-huh. and like uh, jake the the little boy yeah. was playing soccer and they don't count the goals you know because they are trying to uh, teach them how to have fun and you know nobody's winning nobody's losing but then he get home and like no we lost 20 zero. like well, of course we are counting you know and then it's okay let's start counting then you know because unfortunately like sports is about winning you know of course we need to have fun you know we need to have a good time but like uh, it, i mean i think you get a point that like okay how can you be happy and just losing you know like uh, but i don't think they get the point of having fun like because having fun is kind of enjoying the process enjoying getting better enjoying like Mm -hmm. this time with your teammates and getting better overall not like not practicing and then go to the game and now let's have fun no that's not gonna happen (laughs) but like kind of the game is where you show that you practice a lot and you want to show what you learn or you practice and that's fun because you are doing what you practice and then you are achieving and then i think that's the fun and also try to win as yeah. much as you can that's the fun i think it's like he said like your team like just incorporating fun and winning he said his team beat you guys every time but you came in like you came you came in hype like that's what having fun is is you want yeah. that will to win and cheering your teammates on, being super loud on the sideline, being excited when someone scores. Like to me that's what fun is. It's mm-hmm. not just not taking it seriously. Like I feel like that's what a lot of people see as fun now. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to have fun. Let's have fun winning, right? <laughs> like crap. I don't wanna have fun and losing the game. <laughs> um but anyway guys, uh just to kinda wrap it up, like um is there any athletes that inspire you guys that you guys or not not necessarily athletes but any we're talking about uh, sports so like i would guess you guys uh, watch athletes but like is there anyone that you guys um look and say okay i want to not necessarily be like him or her but like uh, learn and that inspires you emily do you want to go first um so i kind of said um Someone who's right around the school, Tim Burdo. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he came to my class last year. I didn't know who he was before that, and just hearing his whole story and like it was it's obviously very inspirational. Yeah. And um, like the other day, I saw him around here. I think he was in the weight room doing mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm like that one. He's just still part of this community, and these are his people at Lord. And then he's still going. He's still yeah. doing everything that he can with everything that he's been through. And to me, that's just that's the type of person you want to be and you want to be around. Mm-hmm. And so he's a huge inspiration to me. And then um, also my summer team coach is extremely inspirational inspirational to me right now. Um, he just, he was the motivation that I needed from an outside standpoint, like outside of myself. I needed someone else to tell me what to do and tell me if I was improving and stuff like that and he gave me that inspiration this summer and that's really what pushed me to get to this point this season yeah. and if you guys don't know his story um, I won't tell you because you better listen to our podcast <laughs> with him because we already have it yeah marketing time <laughs> <laughs> what about you Ian? Um, there's a runner who's a distance runner from the University of Michigan his name is Mason Phillips and he competed in cross country and got dead last at nationals, which is like between 30, 40 some people. He got 
like dead last. And then instead of being down about it, like he probably was down about it for a time, but he said something about how he turned that into rocket fuel to work as hard as he possibly could. And then the next year he came out to be an All-American and then he randomly passed the Olympics. So just seeing that he didn't let that just ruin his whole career and he just quit on the spot, but he instead channeled that into something even greater. That just inspired me to do the same if I ever have a bad year like that. Was he less out of 200 people? Mm -hmm. Dead last. Jesus Christ. There's a long way to become our marriage Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. I might need to invite him to the podcast. <laughs> 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 uh, my coach does. She's going to try having him come to practice. Let us know. Yeah, we want to go. <laughs> oh my Connections. God. Yeah. What about you, Mr. Nikki? Uh, I don't know. I would say, I would say uh, Roger Federer. Uh, we've been friends for a long time. <laughs> 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 uh, it's just it's just someone that I like, um, like the stuff that he does, and uh, the play. When I when I used to play tennis, I used to like watching him play, and um, he's pretty old. I don't know how old he is. Can I also do this quick? I don't think he's still playing, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, something different about him is it's like he's 48 now 40 years old so he he was pretty good he was like maybe the best in history and then he started getting old and he started changing his own game to to be adapt adaptable mm -hmm. um to the to the like pace of the the other guys who are way younger mm -hmm. so he started like doing like some different techniques and stuff so i think that's pretty cool because he like needed to reinvent himself to keep being uh compatible and I don't know what position he is right now in the rankings, but I'm sure like he broke. I don't know if he's like the oh he's number sixteen. It's good enough. All the provisions. Yeah. <laughs> so he's still good. He's Forty years old. Yeah. So, like that's that's why I admire him because he can adapt really well. And especially someone with his level, kind of understanding that oh yeah. I need to change if I want to keep playing, being humble enough to like yeah. change himself, uh -huh. maybe lowering the level like. Mm -hmm. He's not gonna. I'm, he's not gonna be able to do the same movements that he was doing like 20 years before. Yeah, that, that's why it's so hard, man. Mm -hmm. Because like even uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, when he done, uh, started coaching Real Madrid, uh, he was like the best player ever. Soccer player. And then this new coach came and he started like pulling him out from like things that didn't really matter. And he said he got mad, but it's just because he was like 30 something years old and he needed to to have some rest because he didn't, he didn't make up to the end of the season. Yeah. And this this extra resting time, he ended up getting like a golden ball or whatever, like mm -hmm. the best player in the world again. So I think having like the self-awareness is, is pretty important and being humble to understand that sometimes you're not in the best shape. Yeah. That's pretty cool though. Awesome. What about you, Makayla? Um, someone that is inspirational to me, uh, her name's Victoria Garrick. She played volleyball at USC. And I mean, she was a great volleyball player, but the reason that I kind of gravitate more to her is because she is um, a big advocate for mental health and like body image. And I think that is really important for like everyone. I'm sure everyone here has dealt with some type of mental health, body image, whatever it is that's gone on and so I think that's what really like gravitates me towards her because she um, is a big advocate for that and I think everyone kind of goes through or like has like some rough spots or whatever and she was a student athlete herself so 
she like she relates to it and she um talks about like stuff that she's dealt with and she even has a podcast called um i think it's called real post where she talks about different stuff like that and she has people come on and talk about things like that and she's also um a founder of a nonprofit organization that's like same thing with like uh, mental health and education for student athletes about that type of stuff so she's definitely someone that is inspirational to me awesome i guess if anybody's dealing a lot of mental health I think because actually we had um, in one of my classes we had that speaker come in and she we like had our values out or whatever and she said when she was our age like a lot of us in the class had like health as one of our like three or four core values or whatever and she said like at her age she does she doesn't think that she would have put health and I think well not only because COVID but I think for me, when I chose that health card or whatever, I think it was more, of course I want to be physically healthy, but I think it was more the mental health aspect of it because like there's just so much stress and pressure, especially on student athletes, like everyone, but especially student athletes, like there's so much going on and you don't always have time, like I guess for yourself and you have to like find that time. So mental health is like a big thing and it definitely is more talked about now than I think it was before. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I was talking to Henrique about that, where you were mentioning like how there are a lot of players that could have been like like the best in the world and they didn't make it and they kind of get forgotten like along the way. And then what if someone he was mentioning, what if someone, some professional can kind of recover like these players, can make them play them best again? It probably is because of mental health, like because there's no technical or effort skills that explains that. It's just mental. Yeah, because like that's that's what I, my kind of like dream job would be. Not anymore because it's, it's like I'm doing business. Like it, <laughs> it wasn't like that. But there was a soccer guy, soccer player that he, when he was 18 years old, he was like really good. He submitted to the national team. He was great. And then he didn't get injured. He didn't like change his team. Nothing happened. He just started playing like bad. And then next season was worse and worse and worse. And now, like, no one knows where he is. Like, he disappeared. And, like, there's no way he forgot to play soccer. There's nothing happened like that. So, it's not physical. It's not, like, from your team. It's something, like, inside your head. And that's what I wanted to do. I want to, like, try to recover this type of player. And and somehow try to, like, pl make them play the best they can. But at the same time, I think some players... If they go, if they go like 100%, if they commit everything they have, they will just break down. Just like there's, there's one guy called Adriano, he used to play soccer in Brazil too. He played in Italy, he was really famous, but he had a lot of problems with drugs, like alcohol and going to parties and stuff. But if, if this guy uh, is like, needs to be like, if, if the team forces him to be super, um, uh, discipline mm -hmm. maybe he's gonna like give up forever you know because he's yeah. gonna not yeah. gonna like what he's doing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so i think i think it's just it's just personality sometimes you have potential potential but just who you are this this thing this personality this character you have inside you does not allow you to be able to um external 100 percent yeah no i agree 100 percent like uh I've been reading a lot of uh, Marcus Aurelius and yeah. Seneca, 
and like uh, they talk a lot about like uh, the the physical pain is nothing you know the problem is just the mental pain that you have the mental everything that is mental you know because like uh, you can break your leg you know but if your mind is not in the right place that's what's gonna hurt you for a hundred percent you know so like uh, um i can't remember the quote but like they say like uh, they can put in jail you know they can make you not move anymore but like uh, if your mind if your mindset is not right that's that's when you start you know losing yourself and stuff like that do you think you can throw 100 of your mind though i i don't think so like i think it's you can get close you know some and like i think our minds just like uh just fluctuates all the time like maybe. right now you can control a little bit but maybe tomorrow you won't be able to yeah. but uh, yeah i don't think that you can like uh, i don't know that's a <laughs> good question best, like, to be disciplined yeah but like i said like regretting not working hard for two three years maybe it's not us what yeah. even though uh, the actions were our actions yeah i think there's a lot of external factors that play into it though is whether it's an injury or family life something like there's so many other things going on that are gonna affect you mentally where physically you are fine but you just can't like you can there's no way to force yourself to do better but you can train it over time you can train your mind to yeah. think certain ways or do certain things build habits and stuff like that so i think it is adaptable i don't think there's any way to control all of it cool. um alia do you have anyone that inspires you and stuff yeah so someone that inspires me is my old high school science teacher and he's actually in a wheelchair and it's because of a car accident and in the same car accident his wife died too but like he's the most positive person like you'll ever meet and he'll come into class and smiling and just like he really just puts everyone else's problems into perspective and he'll go to like all the school's games all the school's meets and stuff and just really makes you think about what's important and stuff that's great yeah. just what we we're talking about because like uh, in a, about being positive especially i think it's a choice although your life is like is not very good like if i come here and being positive or not being positive that's my choice yeah. my personal life i cannot control some factors but like coming here and be enthusiastic it's yeah. my choice and then like, and there's always sure he something. has a lot of problems right like he had a lot of exp- bad experience but he he chose to be like to be positive and be a nice person yeah, and i feel like there's always something for you to be grateful about or to be positive about um okay last question so you guys can go to practice mm-hmm. um um do you have anyone that inspire you i mean you're not that important but <laughs> Let me just talk about it as well. Uh, for me, it's Cristiano Ronaldo, for sure. Uh, Henrique mentioned a little bit about him. And I think the way he changed his game to be more, uh, like to kind of look more for performance instead of the show itself. And like, he's an example, like he's, he's super athletic. He has all these skills that like, he kicks with both legs. He's a good header. He has all these skills that he could build it. Maybe, of course he has talent, but it's not like other players have more talent than him. And he's one of the greatest players in history because of his mindset and his, and the way that he controls himself. And that's something that I admire and I aspire to be. Yeah, cool. That's true, because like when you ask if Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo is better, everyone knows that Messi is has better. more talent. Mm-hmm. But even though like he needs to, he's like, he, he, 
Um, okay, so my last question is, if your life was a book and you were the author, how would you like the book to end? Um, Alia, do you want to start? Um, yeah, this one was hard, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want it to come all this way, because I don't know what I'm going to say. So. Um, I think that as long as I can look back and smile about everything that happened and just like just be happy with everything, all the memories, mm -hmm. I'll be okay. I'll be happy with that. Good. about you, Mikhail? Yeah, I kind of feel like the same way, and I just like hope that, I guess, when my book ends, that um, that people can just remember me as like being kind or just like positive things, and not just. I think that's the biggest thing is like having an impact on people, because I'm sure everyone like knows. I don't remember the exact quote, but it's like people don't remember you. Um, about like what you were wearing or what you did but it's how you made them feel mm -hmm. and I think that's um, the biggest thing for me is like when my book ends like that's how I want people to remember me of how I made them feel and hopefully it's a positive thing. I think that's all, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> no way. No way. Liar. I don't care. I don't care like Something like that, it's enough. Like, I don't care if you guys yeah. like me or not. It's just like it's like sharing a little bit of good stuff, which I want to do. What about you? Uh, mine's also pretty much the same as theirs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a satisfaction at the end of my life just knowing that I made an impact in the lives of others mm -hmm. and taught them something, like just made a step through for them that hope through their life and just keep on pushing, throw themselves to the absolute fullest that they can. Don't just live a life, just kind of coasting, but get meaning out of it. Do you think you're doing that right now? Do you think you're kind of that? I don't know if I'm necessarily doing it right now, but I feel like I'm in a position to do so. Okay. With being on the team, being involved in my church, yeah. being involved during school. Like, I definitely have the opportunity to do so. Yeah, and I think you're doing well. Yeah, by, not for it, but by being here, it means that you care. Yeah, of course. I'm not here like to show myself to the camera or whatever. I'll just cut you from the video there. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what about you, Emily? Um, I would say, I mean, it's the same thing, pretty much. I want to make a difference. I've always wanted to, um, I just want to be a nurse. And my, like, ultimate dream was to open, like, a clinic, health clinic in a third world country. And I've stuck with that, but now I switch majors to a psych. And so I've kind of, my idea is now, like, a, advocate center almost so like inspire kids to play sports provide communities with any resources that I can and then also provide health care I feel like that's my ultimate dream of seeing if I can make that dif difference for someone else someone who isn't as fortunate as me and just get to experience other cultures so like you said you said like the, the goal of like open like a Ever happen, like we are hardly ever committed to it. So, 
one thing that I, I just want to do, I don't know really why. So I was going to open a bakery, have a bakery. Because it's my mom's goal, like my mom's dream. So I want to do it for her. But I always say, like, I, I already told you, right, that I'm going to do it. But realistically, I said I'm not going to do it. But if, if I have courage to, to, like, commit to a big dream, that, that takes an example, I have other ones. That's gonna be enough. Even though it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, it's fine. I think having courage to do something that you really want to. I think that's kind of is gonna match with my mm-hmm. answer, because for me, it's not like about having a specific dream, like uh, like a bakery. It's more an idea. So my my biggest dream is like kind of make my country a little bit better, because it's it's not like U.S. It's a little a few levels like below, and like kind of help people to have this understanding of politics, about helping each other, about more understanding with people. Of course, US also have problems, you guys can see better than me, but like we are way below in Brazil. And so like my dream is kind of help uh, my country somehow, but I know in my lifetime, it's not gonna be possible to change everything, to fix everything. And one person wouldn't be able. So it's kind of, like how my book would end is kind of leaving this idea and hopefully a lot of people can follow and keep it up with it like if it's gonna be my my children it's gonna be people around me my friends they're gonna leave this idea behind of kind of helping everyone to have the power to make a decision like because a lot of times i feel that people try to make like i'm talking to something with Michaela and i, I want her to agree with me I don't want you to give you the tools to make your decision. And if there's something that I want to leave behind for my country and for the world, it's like helping other people to make their decisions, give them the tools, giving them the knowledge. And then I think we're going to have like a more understanding world. And that would be my how my book would end, leaving this legacy behind. I mean, I agree with all you guys said. Um, I think it's about leaving a legacy as well. Um, I would love to to be remembered and to like leave a book that talks about all my achievements um, through hard work, you know, because I don't think I have a lot of talent. Uh, maybe my talent is just to work hard, you know, and be disciplined to to get what I, what I want. But like, especially as a soccer player, you know, I would love to achieve big things, but I would love to be one of those stars that, like Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, that maybe he wasn't born for soccer, but because he's so disciplined and he practiced so much, you know, he became good, you know? So like, I would love to, to be remembered like that. Um, yeah, and I mean, the other day I heard something saying like, uh, you, you don't die when you when you die, you know. You die when people forget about you, you know. So I think uh, that's a big thing, you know. Like I would love to to leave a legacy where people would not forget about me and would remember me like uh, someone that everything that I achieved was through hard work. So yeah. Well, thank you for all you guys to <laughs> your time to come here talk with us. Was awesome. Um, yeah. Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah.